0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern Ned Reynolds on a lightning-filled Wednesday morning. Kind of gotten Ned a little scared coming in this
1: morning. Well, I looked at the radar and said the rain would be very light here for a little while, so it was going to move on. That's for now. It'll come back later. Yeah, and the temperature
0: drop. He is coming. I know you're not looking forward to that, but I am. All right, now that we got the weather conversation out of the way, how did the first round of the playoffs turn out for baseball? Well, we had some
1: interesting ball games. The uh, Texas Rangers, who are a very good baseball team, went into Florida and blanked the Tampa Bay Rays 4 0. I contend, of course, there's no way to prove this, it's intangible, but the crowd at the TROP, that's what they call Tropicana Field in St. Petersburg, which is, in its waning years, it'll be replaced by uh, 2028, was the smallest in Major League Baseball postseason since 1919. That's over 100 years. At under 20,000, 19,000, and some odd change. And I think that really may have affected the Tampa Bay Ball Club because they came out, looked flat, and the Texas Rangers beat them by a score of 4-0. Well, maybe they can improve upon that today. We'll find out. Minnesota Twins, Toronto Blue Jays playing at uh, Target Field in Minneapolis. And a kid named Royce Lewis, he's 24 years old. He is has been with the Twins all season long. Not an unknown top player in the minor leagues in the state of California. He was California's Player of the Year several years ago in high school. Committed to Cal Irvine, but stayed in the minor league system. Became the third player in postseason history to hit back-to-back home runs in his first two at-bats, and the Minnesota Twins won. Even more significant, that broke for Minnesota an 18-game postseason losing streak. 3-1 beat the Toronto Blue Jays. Milwaukee Brewers and the Arizona Diamondbacks, Milwaukee got off to a 3-0 lead and blew it. Arizona Diamondbacks win by a score of 6-3. This is a surprise because Corbin Burns is on the hill for Milwaukee, and he's one of their best pitchers. And to go belly up like that, that hurts. And Philadelphia and Miami playing in Philadelphia. (laughs) Is there there any more raucous crowd than... Philadelphia, when their teams, be it the Phillies, be it the Eagles, be it the 76ers, be it the Philadelphia Flyers, when they're in contention, those crowds get rowdy as heck. And that was the case last night. Full house and Philadelphia beat Miami by a score of 4-1. Four more games today and the winners from last night, if they win again today, it's all over that series and they advance.
0: No party too hard if your Phillies make it through, my guy. Uh, Speaking of baseball, there is a bunch of pretty good players that are going to be on the trade market soon.
1: More specifically, a very good baseball player. You think the Cardinals are going to make a move? Well, it's interesting you mention that. He is a big name. His name is Juan Soto from the San Diego Padres. San Diego made a big deal last year acquiring him from the Washington Nationals, and he's a good player, but it didn't help them at all. San Diego faltered down the stretch and didn't play well. He's getting a lot of money. The Padres wish to, uh, well, they want to unload that salary somewhere along the line. So they're going to put him on the market, according to all the rumors. Should the Cardinals go after him? I don't think they should, but that's a personal opinion. I have to remember now, Mike Goldschmidt is a free agent after this year, and he is 37 years older, will be this season. Okay, he's getting up there long at tooth. Soto's a kid. He's, what, 24, 25 years old, can hit the long ball, has home run power. The Padres spent Boku bucks to get him from Washington. Really a dynamic force. But the Cardinals need pitching. They don't need offense. And I think they would be not wise to go after Juan Soto. But we'll see how, if in fact that does take place, if they put him on the market. But then I'm sure they will. Uh, I would be surprised if the Cardinals go after
0: him. I hope they don't. If he's not pitching, there's no reason for them to go after anybody outside of
1: that. Now, uh, Guardians, they're looking for a new manager, aren't they? They are indeed. It was no surprise that Terry Francona decided to step down. He had hinted at this all season long. He's only 64 years old, but he has had health issues, and he has been managing in the major leagues for a long time. Had the Philadelphia Phillies for three years in the late 1990s, he had six, uh, seven seasons, seven seasons with the Boston Red Sox and won two World Series titles with them. And for the last 11 years in Cleveland with Indians first and now the Cleveland Guardians second. And he is loved in Cleveland. But the health issues have to be looked at. He has several grandkids who he wants to be with. So, yeah, he, Terry Francona said, hey, this is it. I'm out of there and probably will not manage again.
0: So, I know you came in on Monday pretty pretty downtrodden because you hadn't really picked a lot of great games <laughs> over the weekend. Do we even really want to talk about the odds going into this one?
1: And never, never give up. Never Hell give no. up. <laughs> Hell no. Got, Keep giving away that money. i got to tell you about this one, too, because what comes into a primary focus for Missouri fans is Missouri. And the University of Missouri is playing LSU this week. So, well, let's see what the odds are on this one. So I went to the source, and Mike, the source said, the Tigers by six and a half. Well, that's a hell of a big help. They're both named the Tigers. So which one are you talking about? What kind of brilliance is this? Anyway, further research. Show that it was LSU that is favored by six and a half. Don't buy that one at all. Missouri is capable of giving the Bayou Bengals from Louisiana a very tough time. Alabama and Texas A&M. That's a big one in the Southeastern Conference. Alabama goes into College Station as a two and a half point pick. Pretty shaky. Another one is Ole Miss and Arkansas. They are playing this weekend and Ole Miss is a one and a half point favorite over the Razorbacks. The Red River Shootout, they don't call it that anymore because I like to use the term shootout, but Oklahoma and Texas. They play every year, conference members, of course, and will be again going to the Southeastern Conference. They are, in fact, playing at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, the old Cotton Bowl. Oklahoma, a six-point favorite over Texas. I'm a little bit surprised. And then the one that, here's a suggestion from the old man, not that it's going to work out, there are no guarantees. But Coach Prime's team, Colorado, plays Arizona State out in Tempe, Arizona. The Golden Buffs, Colorado, a four-and-a-half-point favorite, give the points and go with Colorado. I think they run the Sun Devils right out of the ballpark. But we'll see what happens. never know.
0: And uh, just uh, you might want to take all that with a grain of salt because uh, that didn't do so. Or a or grain of pepper, getting... one or the other. Well, hey, I'm excited. <laughs> now I actually got the date right, uh, my Wildcats taking on uh, – Cowboys at Oklahoma State. That should be a pretty good Friday night game. It will be. I guess he's going to be watching that one. Alright, now that we talked about college, let's talk about the pros for a second. The Chiefs are in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. The Chiefs are favored. How much?
1: Five and a half. Kansas City gets a nod of five and a half in this. i a little surprised that the margin is that small. I thought it would be a lot, a lot larger than that. Minnesota, here's the difference between the Vikings and and the New York Jets of last week. New York Jets can play defense, Minnesota can't, but Minnesota can score. They have Kirk Cousins and a bevy of wide receivers, good running backs on their team. They can put points on the board and Kansas City has shown a penchant for giving up those points. However, five and a half points, give the points and go with Kansas City in this one. I think the Chiefs win it big. They think may have learned their lesson last week. You can't take your foot off the pedal with anybody.
0: No, you can't in the National Football League. That's why they say any given Sunday. (laughs) So the Bears are actually going to be away this weekend, or at home? home. Okay, so they're at home and they are facing a very good nationally ranked team, aren't they?
1: Well, not only are they nationally ranked, but North Dakota State is the nine-time reigning champions, folks. This is nine times that North Dakota State's Bison from Fargo have won the title in the twelve years that they've been Division One AA. You talk about. Uh, uh, owning a league and last year they didn't win it but they were the runner-up to south dakota state which is the reigning national champions anyway north dakota state coming into springfield off a very rare loss they are still ranked eighth in america in division one aa or fcs as they call it but watch out this team is pretty doggone good as a matter of fact when you take a look at the top 25 one double-A teams in America, five of them are from the Missouri Valley Conference. No, Missouri State's not one of them, but who knows? I think the Bears are getting better and gave nationally ranked Southern Illinois a pretty good battle last week. And I think the Bears are capable of coming on and playing some pretty good foot uh, uh, football. That is at 2 o'clock coming up on Saturday afternoon.
0: Um, I know you'll be doing some tailgating, so
1: I'll be looking for you out across <laughs> it, the park it and maybe
0: maybe cold tailgating. Yeah, that's fine. We'll I'll bring blanket. you a blanket. Don't you worry <laughs> about that. And if you have a good day, I'll see you tomorrow.